Hey, Vitamin Lead community, it is so good to be back with you. Our influence continues to grow across the world. Can I just encourage you, if you're enjoying this, would you subscribe and would you share this podcast with somebody else? Seriously, push pause right now, text a friend, tell them, check this out. It may help you in your leadership. I'd love to have you join them uh, in doing that because if enough leaders in an organization become healthy, then organizations can begin to become healthy as well, right? So join us, leaders. Let's continue to grow this Vitamin Lead community. And I'm believing that we're going to see great things happen, great organizations emerge, great uh, business ideas come, great partnerships among businesses and leaders come as we grow this Vitamin Lead community. So thank you for joining us. This is Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I am your host, TJ Reed. And today we are talking about the topic, it's a question, frozen feelings. You see, I'm a dad of a toddler and we watch Frozen at least once a day right now and two to three times a day over the weekend. Uh, I. I'm not trying to brag, but uh, I've gotten pretty good at the song Love is an Open Door. My daughter and I, we have a dance that we do to it. And when it comes to the part that says our mental synchronization, we do a pretty mean robot together. And so um, maybe we'll capture it on video someday and, and post it online so you can check it out. But uh, yeah, so we watch Frozen a lot, but lately I've just been hearing her walk around the house singing at the top of her lungs, but the refrain that she continues to sing is from the song, Let It Go. And she just continues to repeat to herself, conceal, don't feel, conceal, don't feel. If you know anything about the movie, this is uh, what the main title character, Elsa, is saying to herself because uh, she doesn't want to feel because when she feels, it just makes a mess of things out there in the world. And so she's trying to conceal it so often because that's what her parents have taught her from a young age. And so, man, whenever I hear my daughter just saying that, conceal, don't feel, I just want to pick her up, hug her and tell her, baby, you're missing the moral of the story. That's not how it ends. She realizes that's not a good approach to life. It just tends to spill out and spill over. And she just, she doesn't get it yet. But as I think about it, I I don't want her to become an adult that conceals and doesn't feel. Right? Have, Have you been there? Have you been somebody that was taught to conceal and not feel? I want to teach her to absolutely have emotional restraint but not to always conceal how she's feeling. So this is like, this is one of those things that's gotten me to start thinking a bit, frozen feelings, right? At the same time, my friend Kyle, who works here at the university, he's, anytime we've had lunch, we've had, we have lunch about once a month. Uh, he continued to share with me th- things from Brene Brown. And it, if you are listening to this, you've probably heard of Brene Brown and her research on vulnerability and empathy and all of those sorts of things. Just tremendous person that is doing a lot of great work there. Uh, But but I'm not typically a person who's willingly opening up about my emotions. But I've been hearing a lot about Brene Brown. So recently when he was talking about her, I said, okay, Kyle, I, I, I struggle in this area, right? But What's, what's a book I should read that, that I'll, I'll be able to access, even as somebody that doesn't willingly talk about emotions as much as maybe I should or as I want to at this point? 
And so he encouraged me to pick up the book Dare to Lead by her. It's a recent one that she came out with. And it's really cool because it marries uh, her research on vulnerability and how it ties into leadership and how leaders lead. And so it's been such a good book for me because I've been able to access some of her vulnerability training and then in how it corresponds to the work I do as a leader. And so uh, I've just been enjoying digging into that book. I'm about halfway through it right now. And I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot from this book as I read through it. But recently, as I was reading it, there's a quote that just rocked my world. She said this. She said, leaders must either invest a reasonable amount of time attending to fears and feelings or squander an unreasonable amount of time trying to manage ineffective and unproductive behaviors. Let me say it again. Leaders must either invest a reasonable amount of time attending to fears and feelings or squander an unreasonable amount of time trying to manage ineffective and unproductive behaviors. Now, what's crazy is as soon as I read that, I have thought back to the last couple years in our organization here. I've been working in this organization, this university. We've been growing rapidly over the last four plus years, and we've been changing quickly a lot of times. And one of the things that I've noticed throughout this time is that we've struggled with with seeing some ineffective and unproductive behaviors uh, dominating the tenor of the team in certain seasons. And so, man, when I read that, I said, there's there's something to that 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 I need to get my arms around. And so I began to think through it. Right. Because if you're like me. It can be really scary, uh, unknown terrain to begin to dive into. Do you feel this way? If not, that's great. I, I Let me talk to the people that this is kind of scary to right now. Uh, about two years ago, I went to a counselor for the first time. And one of the things, who knew, right? Uh, I, I learned that anger is a surface emotion, and it's not really what I'm feeling. Anger is kind of the top of the iceberg, and it's the top of the iceberg of things like resentment, frustration, disappointment, And as I began to learn that and access some of those feelings, I I said, wow, like that gives me words. And then it also helps me to give actions to what I'm supposed to do, right? That that it's not just going, I'm angry and I don't know what to do about this anger. But if it's disappointment, okay, why is it disappointment? Let's go back to where that conversation happened that I felt disappointed. Or what was I expecting you to do that you didn't do that I feel disappointed about? And so it really helped me to begin to unpack it, right? It's kind of like, have you seen that movie that came out last summer called The Meg about the giant megalodon shark? If you haven't seen it, eh, it was an okay movie. But what's interesting about that uh, movie was this research team begins to dive deep into the Mariana Trench to discover and, and go past a layer of the trench that nobody's ever gone past or discovered anything about before. And for some reason, that picture kind of came back to me today when I began to think about kind of our job as leaders, both with ourselves and with the people we lead, is, hey, if you're like me and that, like this emotional thing kind of scares you a little bit, kind of scares the crap out of you, uh, it, 
there's some bravery that needs to happen where we begin to dive beyond what we've discovered before and begin to have some curiosity on what's beyond that, what's been discovered. Because if we have some curiosity and care for the people that we lead and even some care for ourselves, we'll get past some of those surface things, right? The, the anger at the top of the iceberg. And we'll begin to dive a little bit deeper into what's really going on. But you've got to show that you care to get there with people. They're not going to open up uh, willingly. So for those of you that you, you have great emotional acumen, you're probably listening to this right now laughing a little bit at me. Uh, but ultimately, what, what I hope is that those of you that are really good at this, man, contribute to the community. Send us an email about what you've learned about this. Uh, comment on our Facebook. Tell us what you've been learning about feelings and utilizing that in the workplace. But even if you are really good at that, I hope you'll continue to join us over the next few days as we talk about some of this uh, emotional health and leadership. I, I'm, I'm not speaking from a ton of experience. I'm speaking from some experience. But really, the approach I'm going to take over the next few days as we talk about frozen feelings is uh, just as a fellow traveler, as somebody that's just sharing how I'm processing this information, how I'm trying to apply it to the work that I'm doing with my team right now. And, uh, and how I'm hoping that it'll just really transform the way that I lead in the future. And so if you're with me and you want to join me in that, uh, I, I hope that you'll join us over the next couple days as we talk about a few different things with frozen feelings and finding our way to some emotional health. But man, that quote, leaders must either invest a reasonable amount of time attending to fears and feelings or squander an unreasonable amount of time trying to manage ineffective and unproductive behaviors. That's Brene Brown. That's powerful. I encourage you to think on that today. Take that. What does that mean in your context of leadership and how have you seen this come out? Would you, would you comment on our Facebook or send me an email at vitaminleadteam at gmail.com and share about that? And let's... Let's walk through this together over the next few days as we talk about frozen feelings because uh, it's, it's important that we don't conceal, but we have some space to feel, right? Well, this has been TJ Reed uh, as a part of Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I hope that you'll join us in the days to come, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye.